0: Question is, did I start this episode over for the 10 millionth time, recorded a whole episode that was actually pretty decent, and then just decided to delete it? Yes. And if you're the same way, you're in the right place. Hey guys, it's that time, it's M-Time. My name's Emily, but to you guys, I'm M-Time, and this is my August edition episode, I guess. I don't know how this is rolling right now. Are we doing week to week, month to month? year to year I don't know how it's going um basically whenever I feel like I have content for you guys I'm just gonna record that's basically how it's gonna go unless someone sponsors me and then they're like yo dude like make of it make a podcast like we'll pay you obviously I'd be down for that you know your girl's broke so I spend way too much money on clothes as we all could see on my Instagram which is mtime underscore and we all know I spend way too much money on Chinatown Market and why am I saying Chinatown Market today because I was featured on their story today I tagged them in my story, and then they put me on theirs. I've been wearing this Chinatown Market sweatshirt that I got for my birthday a ton of times. Way too many times. I wash it, don't worry. And I've tagged them, I think, almost every time that I wore it. And I even wore it this past Friday. Yeah, Friday, I'm pretty sure. And let me just say, I was pissed they didn't even see it. They didn't even comment anything. But yet, other brands that are much, much, much bigger, like, love me. And they're always like, oh, my God, thank you so much for, you know, tagging us. Thank you so much for using our product. No, Chinatown Market never did that. But then today, I, it was a breakthrough, folks. They tagged me. I mean, I tagged them. They put me on their story. Boom. There we go. Ka-clack, clack ow. The other one was way more streetwear, though. Like, I'm kind of mad that they didn't put the other one on there because... Like, that one was way more streetwear, way more, like, their brand, if that makes sense. And this was just kind of like, I'm a Long Island girl that wants to learn how to skateboard, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, if you're wondering what that picture was, you can see it on my August highlight on Time underscore on Instagram. Uh, thank you, Chinatown Market, though, for putting me on your story. And now the next, like, step for us, and for our relationship, is for you to sponsor me or for us to collaborate. Because... I'd love that. So I doubt you're listening, but pretty, pretty, please. Can we please collaborate? I beg of you. I wear way too much of your clothes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That is that is my um, application. Someone please let someone know. Friend of a friend, friend of a dog, you know. Like, if someone knows the people who run Chinatown Market, please tell them I'm looking for them. That sounds really freaking crazy. Okay. But also, speaking of Chinatown Market, so I texted my mom this morning when I was stalking their Instagram, because I saw that I was now on their Instagram, so I was just stalking them, and I found this sweater that said, this Chinatown Market, fuck your Gucci sweater, and I texted her, um, I want this sweatshirt, and she said no, with two exclamation points. So, that's where we're at at the moment. I know. Disappointment. You know, life is full of disappointments, and you know what's disappointing? My driver's license, which actually was a disappointment before, but now it's freaking amazing because I'm a licensed driver. Call me up, I'll be your Uber driver again. I pay you, you will have to pay me though, like 50 bucks for just the way there, and then also you'll have a 10% fee, so like 10% on top of it, you're gonna have to pay me for tip. So I'm expensive, but. Honey, let me tell you, that'll be one interesting Uber ride. Let's just say that for the least. It'll be like Cash Cab, maybe. Like, I'll be like, hey, guys, it's a time, it's a time, and you're now on my Uber podcast. So now tell me about yourself. Imagine. Imagine that. How funny would that be? Should I do that? Someone contact Andy Cohen, because, like, isn't Cash Cab now on Bravo? So, like, someone contact Andy Cohen. I'll be down to, like, chit-chat, you know, let's do it. Let's do it. Boom, boom. Yeah. Wait, did I ever talk about the song of the episode? Oh, yeah. By the way, that was If You Supply the Pain by Donnie Electric. Um, A song that I listen to in my car while I'm driving. And honestly, I feel amazing when I do it because it's such a bop and a half. Also, if you want to listen to the full song, please do because I only cut to the chorus, which I wonder if you guys were able to tell that the song was, like, that, like, they didn't start with the chorus, they didn't, because, I mean, obviously, if you've never listened to the song before, because I wanted to, I always try with my song of the episode to get to the chorus, but it was, like, a full-ass minute, and I was, like, that is copyright right there. I mean, technically, I get the, I had a Spotify membership, so technically, I get the song from Spotify, but then I kind of have to, like, go online and get, like, an mp3 version of it, and then I have to, like, download it to iTunes. It's a hot mess and a half, so, like, I kind of don't want to get copyrighted, so that's why I didn't play, like, a full-ass minute and a half of the song. Um, But yeah, it's a fun one. I really, really suggest, really, really love, and it's really, really fun and fresh. Um, Yeah, Um, also, we... Out here are actually have a job, so that's fun. You know, we always love having a job. We love, you know, trying to make money and then trying to save it for, you know, when Corona's over and then you go on a trip to France and then, like, boom, you know, you just like me, Bla- me and Blair Waldorf, you know, that iconic picture of her holding all those bags. Ugh. If only that were me. If only that were me. But yeah, let's get back to the driving now, shall we? So, Um, I've had requests to tell, well, I've had people ask me, did you get your license, did you get your license, finally, did you get your license, and the answer, of course, as I said before, was yes, and we're just going to get into that story right now, which is kind of a long one, you know, kind of took up the whole episode that I recorded before, but you know what, it's fine, it's fine, I'm fine, it's all good and fresh, because I love telling the story. So, we're just going to get off right off the bat, and just, I'm going to give you guys three tips of advice. One, don't get in your head. Don't get in your head. Don't get in your head. My camp friend literally told me he drove on the wrong side of the road and he failed right away. I love that for him, honestly. But um, honestly, like, yeah, don't get in your head. It really, you don't try again. You know, if you fail, you try again, okay? I'm the, like, the genius wrote that book on being too hard on yourself. I'm very hard on myself, way too hard to a point where it's, concerning excuse me I had a hiccup concerning and I was like my first time so even in March when I was supposed to take it and if you don't know that whole backstory please listen to it's Corona time that episode by Corona episode one that whole uh, part of the series and um I was like in March like there's no option to fail like you need to pass you need to pass your first time you need to like do it you need to pass you need to pass you can't fail no option to fail I would say that to myself in my head while I was driving and when I was supposed to get my road test. So if I was saying that in March and then now I had to wait till July to take it, you can only imagine. I was like, there is no option, bitch. You have to pass. Like You cannot fail. You have waited how many months? Four, right? Yeah, that's four. So like no options, no option to fail. Cause also every single freaking teenager from March to, or even before March, who July have who's had their birthday they're waiting to get their road test they're waiting to get their license as well so you know it's going to be even harder to get an appointment so you gotta pass don't do that to yourself honestly like yeah it's a good motivator a little bit but like at the same time like you fail you fail you know I failed once I'm gonna say that also another thing is that like don't tell your friends. Don't tell your friends that you're taking the test because that's what I did my first time. And it worked because none of them knew until I told them I failed my road test. But then the second time I didn't tell them. And then I was like, hey, yo, like, passed my road test check. And they were all like, what? Like, huh? Like, oh, my baby, Jesus, God, oh, my God. So that's that. Don't tell your friends because... When you tell your friends, also, like, it'll get into a whole thing. Like, if you fail, you'll just have to tell that many more people that you failed. So, if you tell, like, one or two, it's fine. But, like, that's an advice of mine, even though I didn't tell them. So, it kind of worked out the best. Another thing. This is, like, my biggest one. Biggest, biggest, biggest advice. This is where I went wrong my first time. Was, yes, should practice at the... Not at the, like, DMV, because that's illegal. You're not allowed to practice on the test site, apparently. But practice in the neighborhood surrounding it practice in the area near it kind of like that is the biggest thing because that was where I went wrong my first road test I just went straight from like driving an hour and a half like my mom driving me an hour and a half to the DMV and I was like let's do this like no get comfor- get comfortable behind the wheel even though if you are a good driver like I was re- I am really good I'm not going to say I was really good before my test like no I think I got better actually being alone in the car cuz now you're like shit like I actually have to follow the rules like no one's going to tell me like stop at the stop signs don't go through a red light you know so That's my biggest advice, is, like, you should get comfortable behind the wheel, especially because it's nerve-wracking. As much as you might not want to admit that you're nervous, it's nerve-wracking for every single human. So, just get behind the wheel, take 10 minutes out of, like, get to the road test site early, like, very early. We got there, like, 30 minutes early. No, like, an hour early, honestly. And, uh, because you don't know traffic and all that, so, yeah, definitely leave early. That's another advice, so I guess four pieces of advice. And just practice behind the wheel in a surrounding neighborhood in the same neighborhood the only thing though that's risky is that you're technically not allowed to even though that all of these tests I don't know about in New Jersey because I know in New Jersey I think they have like a road test track like something like that that's what I heard but um yeah like these are in like neighborhoods so like technically people live in these neighborhoods like I you know you're allowed to like parallel park what if you're like visiting someone but don't make it too obvious. Like, I'd say drive around the neighborhood, maybe do a three point turn, but parallel parking is really the risky part where, like, someone, because if someone sees you just parallel park and then pull out, like, that is obvious you're practicing for the road test. And it's very obvious when someone pulls you over for your license to, like, get checked and it says you're not from that area. So that's my advice. I mean, that didn't happen to me, but I guess it could happen to someone. So practice, 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 but at the test, like, it is around a neighborhood. So my first time I didn't do that. And I drove an hour and a half away because there were no test sites near me that had any appointments. So when I went, I wasn't nervous that first day at all. Not at all. I just, cause I just got my job, like good things were coming my way. I finally felt for once in my life, things were actually going my way. And finally, like, good karma was coming back to me for once in my life for all the good that I do in the world, which I know sounds so conceited, but it's 100% factual, in my opinion. And so when that day came, like, all I wanted was a bagel. I don't know why. I just wanted a bagel. All I wanted is a bagel. If you don't know it, you didn't go to my camp, but it's a famous bagel song, apparently, that some kid at my camp wrote. But sorry to deflect from the story. So, but that's my job. So... Basically, I got the bagel, and then I ate it, and then I left for the test, and I wasn't nervous still, like, at all. I mean, I guess I kind of was nervous, like, looking back on it, like, I was really quiet in the car, and I was in the car with my mom, and my mom and I, like, I tell her everything, to be quite honest, because, like, honestly, like, I don't do anything. I'm never really out on a Saturday night. I'm never really... Do much. I really just either go to work, go to school, sit home, and either babysit or just eat Chinese food on my couch. Like that's basically it. So I really don't have that much, or eat chi- or eat um, pizza on my friends' couches, and we'll be-, be watching The Bachelor or Starstruck on Disney Plus. Don't come for me. It's a hundred percent factual. So. I don't really do much so I just you know my mom and I were very very close so usually when we're in a car together we just like talk you know but I was really quiet so I guess I kind of was a little nervous but didn't really show it didn't really feel the emotion and that's basically that so I was not nervous in my head that day but I guess now looking at it now I kind of was I don't really know. But I, the only time where I really got kind of nervous was when we showed up and I was like, shit, like, we're actually here at the DMV. Hold on, I have to, like, hiccup? Hold on. Like, there we go. So, uh, when we got there, I, my mom, we got there, like, an hour and a half early. And we thought there was no line to DMV, so we were just wondering, like, can we go early? And my mom was like, do you want to go early? Do you want to practice before? And I was like, honestly, let's just get this shit over with because I feel like I'll be as ready as I am, which obviously I wasn't, and that voice crack deserves a sip of water. So drinks, cheers. So um, when we got there, the guy was not very that nice. He was definitely not in the mood at all, which is kind of ironic because that day was not as hot as the day that I actually took it so the that day like so let me tell you the uniforms that these people have to have these po- these poor people have to wear these like they kind of look like a cross between like a mailman and a conductor on a train like the like black khaki pants with like a blue button-up shirt with like some badge that says like dmv and my name's like i don't know like pete or something i don't know if that's a random ass name bob i don't know And they have to carry around this iPad, but the iPad is on, like, a crossbody chain strap thing. And then they wear these hats that make make me believe that they look like a conductor. And this guy definitely was not having it this day. And I, like, tried batting my eyelashes, like, asking, like, how are you? How's your day? Like, I was being very, very overly nice, which I am a very overly nice person. But, like, I was being super nice with this guy. And he was just so not into it at all, like, so not, like, wanting to do this right now. Which, honestly, in my head, also, the first time, I was like, these people are not going to fail me. Like, you know, they just want to get the kids in and out, you know? Because if a kid fails, they have to take it again. And, like, that's taking up time for another kid to go. So I just thought that they were kind of just going to be a little more lenient. You know, if you make a mistake, it's not going to be too bad, you know, because... They have to get so many kids in and out. And, like, why would you want to fail a kid? Honestly, why would you want to fail a kid during a pandemic? You know, you just want to get them in and out and blah. So when I was leaving, my – so I remember my mom and my driving teacher both kept telling me, like, over-exaggerate your movements. Like, focus on the head turning. So, like, when you pull out of a spot, you have to look at your blind spot. So I was so – focused, and they were like, but, like, look. Like, you know, don't just use your eyes. Like, turn the head. Like, turn your back. So, I honestly didn't really know what the blind spot was. I thought the blind spot was, so, like, you know how with your trunk, there's, like, a window on your trunk? I thought that was the blind spot. So, I turned, so the guy was like, okay, like, when you're ready, like, put your car into drive and pull out. So, I didn't even look at the rear mirror at all. I just turned my back all the way to the back of the car and just was like, okay, I can go now, and then... I started pulling out, and some BMW came out of freaking nowhere and started honking me. And then the guy, like, yelled at me, like, stop. And I was like, mm, like, I was like, This is not a good thing. Like Emily, what the fuck did you just do? So then the guy's like, pull over here. I pulled over in the middle of the street. Honestly, I did not pull over. I just stopped in the middle of the freaking street. And I was like, he was like, if I ever have to tell you that, like, that's a big no-no. And I was like, okay, so then should I continue driving? Like, I was like, did I, and then he keeps going on and on, like, about this thing. And I'm like, so did I fail? Did I not fail? Like, he, because he said, like, if I have to tell you that again, like, he literally said again, like, you're done. So I was like, oh, like, am I going to keep driving? And he was like, no, you failed. And I was like, the fuck? Like, I was literally like, huh? Like, how could I fail? Like, I was trying to think, like, all this good shit was coming out my way. And, again, I kept telling myself, like, Emily, you cannot fail. And what did I do? I failed. So I had a huge panic attack on the way home. I felt so bad for my mom. That whole day, I was sobbing, crying. My mom even took me shopping. And, honestly, that didn't make me feel any better. That made me feel so much worse. I don't even know how it's possible because there were lines everywhere to go into every single store that I wanted to go into. And it was sad. So that I made an appointment, and also, like, the thing that made me so anxious was, like, oh, my God, am I going to have to wait till like, September to make an appointment? So we found an appointment in New Rochelle, which is in Westchester, which is about an hour and a half away from me, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll just take this one, because I do not want to go back to Yorktown. I knew I'd have flashbacks. Like, I knew it was not going to be good, you know? I was so scared to go to sleep that night, though, because... When I, like, when something kind of bad happens to me and, like, I go to sleep that day, like, I'll kind of think about it as I'm going to sleep and just, like, it'll be a big image of my mind. So, that's terrible, but it's true. So, like, I had such a hard time sleeping for the past two days. I was so scared to go to sleep. I tried, honestly, to not, but, like, you can't do that. So, I did end up going to bed. Also, I was exhausted from all the crying. So, when, now, fast forward two weeks to... Uh, July 20... Yeah, July twenty. that was about to be like, we're in July, so how's that possible? No, we're in August, bitch. So... Um, when I... That day of, I was so nervous. I also was nervous like three days before at the drag show, which, if you don't know, if I, w- I went to a drive-in drag show. It was so fun. I took amazing pictures on my camera. I had uh, the cutest outfit ever. And again, if you want to see that, follow me on Instagram at Emily Sam... At, no, not Emily Samman. Emily Samman is my Twitter handle. No, at Time underscore um and so if you want to see anything any pictures from that and all that my pictures are coming i still have to edit a lot of them so like the drag pictures of like the queens are coming soon but my outfit pictures are out so definitely go see that because it was hot so yeah so that was two days before my road test so you can only imagine so i the day of the road test i was so nervous i was so i was like oh my god like i cannot fail again like I want to drive myself to work. Like, I need my license. I was like, I want it now, you know? So, we get there, and my mom's like, I'm going to have you drive a little bit in, like, the surrounding neighborhood just because she was like, that's the biggest mistake that we made at the first one, which I 100% agree. You know, whatnot. So, uh, I don't know why I keep saying whatnot. I feel like take a shot every time I say whatnot again. So, uh, it's not going well. So... When we get there, I drive, but it wasn't how I pictured it. Ooh, notification from Poshmark. Why is Poshmark the only notifications I get? Can we just talk about that for a second? No. So um when I got there, like it's like Queens driving. Like my dad said, "Oh, it's like Queens." And I was like, "I don't believe you. Like it's Westchester. Like how could it be like Queens?" You know? No. It was like Queens driving. It was very, very difficult. Parking spots were like literally as big as uh, as big as uh, as big as an ant. Jesus Christ, I cannot talk, sorry, excuse my language, but, um, I was, like, just dying, you know, I was, like, literally, like, I'm not gonna pass today, I'm not gonna pass today, a car, literally, no, a truck, like, a giant ass, like, a hundred foot truck almost hit me in the driver's seat, like, literally could have smashed me, I could have almost died, like, while I was driving this neighborhood. I was like, Mom, I'm freaking out. This guy, and I'm not even lying to you. Like, this car, it wasn't even like, oh, my God, like, almost here. No. Like, he kept going forward when I kept honking him. Like, it was mess. So, I was freaking out, whatever. And then when we got to the DMV, the D, like, we got there also, like, 30 minutes early, 45 minutes early. And they said, no idling in your car. So, we had to turn the windows down and turn off the car. And it was hot. It was hot that day, like, super-duper hot. It was during this heat wave that we were having. Like, it was hot. Did I just mention that it was hot? So when it's finally my turn, the guy was actually really, really nice, and he asked me all the questions, like, have you been outside of New York State? Obviously, I mean, I did for the drag show, but I was, like, Paramus, New Jersey, like, kind of, like, on the border of New York and New Jersey, so I didn't say anything. I also forgot at the time, but oopsies, I guess I broke the rules, so shh. So he was also like, have you ever been, have you been in contact with anyone with COVID, you know, symptoms, blah, blah, blah. No, he took my temperature. I had an 102. I didn't feel at all feverish. Maybe it was because I was sitting in a hot car for 40 minutes. I never get fevers. And of course, this is the time I get a fever. I was ready to just throw something. I was like, are you fucking kidding me how do I have a fever now of all times God like seriously I never get fevers I pray sometimes during school to have a fever so I just didn't have to show up like really now's the time that you give me a fever so then the guy's like just wait in the shade for a couple minutes maybe you know like drink some water so then I drank some water it was at 99 he was like it's still a little high but I'll take you yeah because I'm high No, I'm. Not. I, I don't smoke drugs so I guess I'm not high but you know my fever was high okay yeah let's get into the story still so um so then I start the test and I basically hit the curb on my parallel parking but then the guy was like I was like can I try again he was like yeah sure whatever so I hit the, so I don't hit the curb I did a really good parallel park this time And I felt so bad for the guy, honestly, because I could see he was sweating balls. Like, he was like, oh, my God. Like, I could tell. he. I felt so bad. He was wearing the same outfit as that other guy. But he looked like... This guy looked like Gru. Like, he was balls. He literally looked like Gru from Despicable Me. And my camp friend literally took her road test that same day and hour after me I didn't even see her and I was like oh my god where'd you take it she lives in Westchester and she was like oh I took it to Rochelle and I was like oh my god same and I was like who'd you have she was like the guy and I was like I did too and I was like did you think he looked like Ro and she was like yes and I was like thank god so I don't know why I was like thank god but just like Hallelujah. Yeah. I guess I wasn't delusional. I don't know. So yeah, that happened. And then I went to go do the three point turn, but I had to wait for another kid to finish doing his three point turn. So I was just waiting there. And when I'm nervous, my leg starts like kind of like not sh- like shake. Yeah. Like shaking. But it get like, I get like sewing needle, like leg, if th- if you know what that is. So like, if you look at a sewing machine and you see the needle move up and down, That is how, and you see how it moves up and down very, very fast. That is how my leg, like, that's how my legs function when I'm really nervous, is that they shake and they start going, like, they start doing, like, that, like, up and down kind of motion of, like, my ankle, you know, like, kind of just goes up and down. I, I can't describe it, but, like, I feel like people would understand if they saw it, but I call it sewing needle like. So, I got that on my right leg, which you drive with your right foot, so... I was so nervous that, like, while that was going on, because you could hear, like, you could hear me, like, keep going like this, like, on the brake, but I was so nervous that the car was going to start and, like, stop short, start and stop short. Like, I was so nervous that was going to happen, so I, like, literally had to hold down. I literally took my left leg, which you're not supposed to do, while the guy wasn't looking, and I put that on the brake, or I, like, kind of, like, maybe I put that over my leg, like, over my foot to, like, kind of stop it, so that was one thing, and then I did my three-point turn, kind of messed that up, then he just passed me, I didn't even have to change lanes, he was just like, hallelujah, here you go, so he didn't even tell me I passed, he was like, he was like, here's everything that you got wrong at the bottom of the sheet, it'll tell you, like, your score, so it said, like e- like, exam letter something, it said pass, and I was crying, my mom was crying, we were happy dancing, it was a moment, and let me tell you, I love to drive. Honestly, I might go for a drive after this. I think it's so fun, so calming. I might visit one of my friends. I love to drive. It is so empowering, and it feels so unbelievably good and amazing. And it just, it feels even better that I wasted, I'm not wasted, I, well, I did, but like, like wasted all this time not, you know, taking my test, because obviously it's a whole waste of time, but like, the fact that like, I waited so long and like had all this like, you know, setback was just like, it was just, it feels so good. It feels so good now to have my license. And yes, I did buy my Louis Vuitton key pouch and there's like barely any left in the world, but apparently there were some near my local Louis Vuitton. So I got lucky, I guess. So there's that. Finally, we're going to put a close, the end to my driving story and my road test story, honestly, because, you know, I'm driving forever, baby. So, that is that. That's the story. That's the excitement. That's, ugh. I can't even tell you how good that feels to tell you all because one of my, I don't even know if I told you this, but one of my coworkers who I've been friends with for a few, like for, she's an old friend, and... I was, like, working, like, at the register or whatever, because I work in a store, and she was like, oh, did you ever get your road test, or did you ever take your road test? And I was like, yeah, I actually passed. This was only the day after, and she was like, I was like, why? And she was like, I listen to you when I run, and I remember I you kept talking about your road test and whatnot, so that's what also inspired me to now tell you guys I got my road test and tell the whole story, because obviously you guys care which makes me feel so loved so i just want to say thank you guys and thank you to everyone who tells me that they listen like even though if you listen to like five seconds like it really really means a lot because it shows that like i obviously not doing this for myself i'm doing for you guys so thank you very much i guess i'm gonna listen to myself in my car now and i mean i don't even know if i want to because i mean i could barely stand myself singing but you know like in the car you have to sing that's just like a must so that's that that's my story and there's that. So I'm really excited for the next chapter in our lives because I guess my corona story is over. I mean, it's not over, over now. I mean, I guess we could drag it out to the next episode and I could talk about my school plans because they still have not come out with those. And like the college process and all that of applying during COVID. But I guess for now, COVID's over. For, well, it's not over. Please don't tell me it's over. But wear your masks and still be safe, still quarantine, still do all that. But don't be out and about. Obviously, life is not the same. But at the same time, like, you know, there is more, at least where we are. Obviously, I'm not in the South, so I wouldn't be able to talk about that. But, you know, I'm a little bit more free. So I guess this is over for right now with all the major details and stuff because I took my road test. So there's that. I guess we're done, So No, we're not done. M-Time's just getting stronger and better. And yeah, so the conclusion to the story is practice before your road test, be nervous at your road test because that means that you're probably, like, that means you're more likely to do well, I guess, in my standards. And also, Chinatown Market, please sponsor me. I guess that's the three takeaways of this episode. All right. I'm Emily. That was Supply the Paint by Donnie Electric that you can listen to on Spotify and iTunes or Apple Music. I don't know what they call Apple Music anymore. Do they call it iTunes still? I have no idea. So there's that. I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to supply the paint. Bye.